Welcome to the 10 Loans a Month podcast, where mortgage brokers become business owners. And now, your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation. Welcome to the 10 Loans a Month podcast, where mortgage brokers become business owners. I'm your host, Scott Peckford. And today, I want to talk about this whole concept of making your focus really, really narrow and how it will actually grow your business and make it bigger. And I got three different strategies that you can apply to help you with this. And so maybe just kind of set the tone for this. I want to talk briefly about, so my wife has a business and so she teaches, get this, this is a talk about a niche. She teaches sourdough baking for home bakers. And of course, with what's happened with COVID, sourdough has become a big thing. But even before the COVID crisis, her business was doing six figures in sales. And this year, her business is like up 400% over last year. And the crazy part is, is that if she tried to sell baking, it would be, it's too broad. If she tried to teach cooking, meal planning, it's just like, it's not, it's not specific enough. And the reason it works is because her business is so narrowly focused. It's sourdough baking for home bakers. So it's not for people that run bakeries. It's very much designed for somebody who, you know, is using traditional equipment in their house, making small batches for their family. And that's the whole thing is catered towards that. And it, it's amazing how well it works. And so how does this relate to your mortgage business? Well, I see too often people in the mortgage business, what they do is they say, hey, that you go to their website and it's like, we specialize in private, second, commercial, residential, AAA, bruise credit, on and on the list goes. And it's like, you don't specialize in anything. Like, it's kind of like, we will do anything. Bring out the dead. We will work with you. It doesn't make any difference. We don't care. We'll, we'll find a way to work with you. And you may think you're casting a wider net, but what you're doing is you're not standing out to the person you want to serve. And it would be similar to if you went to a contractor and he said, look, I specialize in plumbing. I specialize in drywall. I'm the best person at drywall. I'm the best person at electrical. I'm the best person at painting. You'd be like, no, you're probably can, you might be able to do all those things, but you are not the top. You're, there's no way you're going to be excellent at it. Like when we've had drywallers come into our house to do renos, like they're so fast. Like there is no way that somebody who's not doing that all the time is going to be anywhere near as fast or as good as someone who does it all the time. So same thing in your mortgage business. Now, if you're brand new, of course, cast a wide net. You don't even know what you love yet. So if you're new, try lots of things. Say yes to a whole bunch of things. But the more experienced you get, the more you're going to narrow your focus and you're going to have less, you're going to work with less, fewer types of clients, but you'll actually grow your business. So the first kind of point I want to make on this is that you should choose a niche. So once you get over a certain volume, I believe that a niche is actually one of the great ways for you to expand. So for example, you know, one of our coaches, Dion Begg, he focuses on working with people to help them buy real estate investments. So they refinance their house and a purchase. So 50% of his deals are, are refine a purchase. They, they didn't realize they could buy real investment real estate. They learn the benefits, they buy investment real estate. And so, and he does a significant volume of business, like 75 to 80 mil a year, no problem. And it's all nearly focused around that topic. Now, does he get some of the occasional other deals? Yes, but for the most part, his business is very narrow focused and it's actually really easy to grow because then he gets known for that. So if you go meet with a real estate agent, you're like, hey, I'm the guy who helps people build wealth through real estate. Or in Dion's case, he says, hey, I can show you how I can create five deals from your database. That's a totally different pitch than, hey, I will do anything. Throw me every deal you got. I will do it. Yeah. Or another example, I, I know another mortgage broker who focused on just working with accountants. And she was doing like 45 mil a year just working with accountants. That's it. And I was like, narrow focus and expand the business. And it's, it's actually much easier to serve your clients because everybody's kind of the same. You know what to expect. So that's the first thing I would say is that once you get to a certain volume, it's important to choose a niche. The second thing I would say to you, and if you're not sure about your niche yet, the second thing you can do is actually create a no-go list. And so I did this when I was brokering full-time. I had a list of types of clients I wouldn't do. So if it was like construction, bad credit, 
private, any of that stuff. I just said, no, no, no. I just focus on triple A business only. And because my whole system was designed around serving those clients really well. And I was talking to one of my clients recently, Sylvia, and Sylvia actually, she doubled her volume last year. So she went from like 25 million to almost 50 million this year. And I asked her, so what was one of the big things that you, that really helped you? And she said, making a no-go list. Hands down, I made a list of 10 types of clients I will not help and I say no to. And that saying no has actually helped her grow her business. So it's counterintuitive, right? It's like, I'm going to say no, but I'm going to get more business. How does that work? It's because you're going to attract the kind of client you can actually serve. And the truth is, is you can't serve everybody. There's no way that you are the best at everything. So back to the construction concept. So the reason I'd stopped doing construction is because frankly, the lenders that I had access to kind of sucked. Their pricing was high. They had high fees. They took a long time. They were painful. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Why am I doing this? Every time, no matter when I get, I get the thing done, it's more work. They're never totally happy. I'm like, I'm just going to say no to them and leave room to help clients that I actually want to help. So the first concept here, first idea is choose a niche. Second is make a no-go list. And then the third is to actually look at your referral sources and your clients and drop the worst ones. I know this is a challenging thing people do. I want to serve everybody. Well, the truth is, is that you sh- you're not the best fit for everybody. And so I was talking to my hairdresser. So she was a employee. She basically rented a, she was an employee of this hair salon. She was crazy. busy, like booked for weeks in advance. And I'm like, why are you not self-employed? I'm like, can you rent your chair and be self-employed? And so through my numerous conversations with her, I kept encouraging her, you need to be self-employed, you need to be self-employed. So she switched to being self-employed. So she's actually, I talked to her recently, she's making more money. She's like, this is great. I didn't realize I should have done this years ago. And I said, so tell me about it. So do you have some clients that are like more frustrating than others? She's like, yeah, I do. I said, so what do you not like to do? She goes, I don't like to do these, like this type of coloring or whatever. I'm like, then I would tell those clients, you're not going to do that anymore. I said, you are literally booking, like I've got to, I book her, you know, six weeks, eight weeks in advance because she is that much demand. I'm like, when you have that much demand, you need to be like, I don't want to do this. This client who takes up all my time, who's frustrating me. And so when you look at your real referral partners, you may have some realtors that you're like, this person just kind of sucks. Like every time they call me, I cringe. I don't want to talk to them on the phone. If that's the case, let them go. I remember one time I had a realtor that was sending me a lot of business and it seemed like every deal was uglier than the next. So I was like, deal is ugly. Oh, you think that deal is ugly? This deal is uglier. And finally, I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. And I, I, you know, I don't, I don't like conflict. I don't like trying to argue with people. So I just declined. I'm like, sir, I can't do it, man. Like we can't do it. And so he got mad. He, you know, he stopped him. I can't believe all these deals I sent you. I'm like, dude, sorry, we can't do it. And so by saying no to him, he just went somewhere else and he became not my problem. And I felt like a huge weight off. I was like, oh, thank goodness. I don't have to deal with this guy anymore. And so I would say to you that if you start to narrow your focus, who you're going to serve, you will actually grow your business back to like how my wife teaches sourdough baking to home bakers. So three takeaways from this episode. First, choose a niche. So once you get over a certain volume, 25 plus million, you can start to niche down a little bit. Second thing is make a no-go list. So what are the things you're going to type files you're not going to do? And then finally, look at your referral sources and be like, which ones can you drop? Which ones are the pain in the butt that you're like, man, if I got rid of these people, my life would be so much better. Just do it. Like, your business will get better. You'll feel better about it. And as Dion always says, when I let go of one bad client, I make room for two good ones. So hopefully that helps you. Thanks for checking out this episode. And if you could do me a huge favor, if you could go to leave a review for the show, I'd really appreciate it. This is a new show. We've been doing the I Love Mortgage Brokering podcast for a long time now. And we'd love you to leave a review if this has been helpful. I want to read out a review that we got from Jackson. He says it's five stars tops. The episode on how to write more compelling emails was tops. So if you haven't checked with that episode, I would recommend go back and check it out. It's episode number six. So three tips for writing better emails. And I love writing email. Go check that out. Even though it's a podcast on writing emails, it's actually useful. Go check that out. Thanks for checking on this episode. And thanks for checking out the 10 loads a month podcast where mortgage brokers become business owners. 
This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.